experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Well, thank you and welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman, here at the XML Financial Group. So glad you could join me today. Not much has changed over the last month or two, as far as the market conditions are concerned. Now, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I still think that we're going to see a choppy market here in the near term. We'll have good days and we'll have not so good days as investors struggle to figure out, well, what's next? Ultimately, I think we're going to see a better buying opportunity sometime this summer. I've been saying for the last month or so that we're sitting here at the stop sign waiting for the all clear. In my opinion, the market ran so far so fast that it was just time for a breather. We got to the point where stocks were overbought and our engine was starting to get a little overheated. We just needed a break, time for the market to reset itself. Now, longer term, I still believe we're in a bull market, mainly because of the ultra-loose fiscal and monetary policies that we have. The Fed may start to have to sop up some of the liquidity later this summer to keep inflation in check. And the market could very well see that as a good thing, not a bad thing. Let's take a quick look at UNM, symbol UNM, because they had some news out last week. And this is a stock that I've talked about before, but I don't think I've mentioned them for a while now. I own it for my clients. I own it for myself. And you should assume that if I'm talking about it, well, I own it. And as always, you need to do your own research. Just don't take my word for it. Make sure the stock that you're looking at is right for you and for your portfolio. Again, do your own research. Unum, symbol UNM, is an insurance company. You know, they're the ones that provide all those policies that you sign up for at work. Things like the disability policy, the group life, the dental, the vision. And they also own Colonial Life, the life insurance company. Now, when I started talking about Unum, we were in the darkest depths of COVID. Unemployment was high, which isn't so good for a company that does employees' benefits, right? My thesis was at the time that as we reopened and people started going back to work, things would get better. And in the meantime, Unum had the balance sheet to ride out the storm. It was also really cheap at the time. Four times earnings paying around a 5% dividend. Huh. I thought there was going to be a number of ways that we could get a decent return with the stock, be it by multiple expansion. In other words, people would pay, uh, as things got better, people would pay more for a dollar of their earnings. And the dividend, earnings growth, share buybacks, just the number of ways you could make money. Before COVID, the company had a habit of buying back their own stock and reducing the share count by about 5% per year. So it could be a combination of some or all those things I just mentioned. Let's look at where they're at now. The stock has obviously moved quite a bit here over the last six months. It's gone from 20 to 30, from about four times earnings to about six times earnings. The consensus among analysts are that they earn about $4.75 a share this year, and that grows to about $5.40 next year. That's about 13% in earnings growth. That's a lot of 
a lot of that is just catching up and getting back to normal. Longer term, I wouldn't expect them to grow at 15% or 13% or whatever it is. I would expect them to grow more like 5% a year. Now, with that said, the price people are willing to pay for their earnings has increased. And I don't think that goes a whole lot higher. In other words, I think a six multiple is about right for them. They just increased their dividend by over 5%. That was the news that came out last week. And over the last 10 years, they've increased their dividend on average by about 12% per year. So it seems likely that they're still being cautious here. Even with the dividend increase, they're only paying out about 25% of their net profits. So they still have plenty of room to increase it going forward. Right now, the stock is yielding just over, oh, three and a half percent. So that's a nice payout. I would also think that they start buying back their stock again sometime later this summer, assuming all goes well from here. So putting it all together, I think Unum grows pretty modestly. Let's just say 3% for the sake of argument. Tack on a 3.5% dividend, and if they start buying back stock again, I think you can add another 3%. When you sit down and you add all that up, you get to about a 10% total return, and I think that's pretty decent. Again, I wouldn't expect people to pay more than six times in earnings for it. So I think that you're just looking at the earnings growth, the dividend and the dividend growth, and the benefit of buying back stock. If you bought it or if you own it, I'd continue to own it. But I wouldn't look to be an aggressive buyer here. Most of the big bank analysts have their price targets somewhere around 30, which is about where it is now. One, one is at 18. I don't know where that's coming from. But anyhow, so they're a little bit scattered on what they think it's worth. I think it's pretty fairly valued here. But again, going forward, looking at a 10% total return possible, I kind of like it. I'm going to hold on to it. Now, there's been a lot of talk about inflation as we continue this reopening process. People are worried that we're going to have this massive increase in overall prices because of the amount of stimulus that's being provided. A lot of money printing and spending going on out there. I thought that we'd have a good bit of inflation as we reopened. I think that I think that's just common sense. As businesses get back to full swing, they're going to have to restock the cupboards while at the same time, we haven't been producing a whole lot because we've been shut down. Basically, you have a lot of demand, not enough supply. That's inflation. Now, I'm thinking that the inflation we're seeing might be a bit more than transitory. It might be more I call it semi-permanent, meaning it might be higher than what we've seen over the last 10 years during, during which it's averaged something like 1.8%. I don't think we're going to see runaway price increases, but higher than what we've seen over the last 10 or 20 years. Again, because we're printing and spending at such a high rate, I think the real problems are going to be a bit further down the road. In the meantime, I've been arguing for a heavy overweight in the financials. And at this point, I think it makes sense to have a more normal, reasonable weighting in the financials, particularly when it comes to the bank stocks. Don't get me wrong. I love the banks, but they've had a heck of a run and they probably still have a little bit more to go. If you're worried about inflation, I think you stick 
with overweighting the energy and industrial names and have more of a normal weighting in the banks. I hope that helps you. And I have a number of reasons for this. First, as I said, the banks have had a heck of a run. Goldman Sachs, symbol GS, well, they've almost doubled in the last six months. I think it's still a $400 stock, but it's around $380 now, so not a lot of, lot of upside. It's kind of different when you're buying it around $200. U, uh, USB, US Bancor, they've gone from 40 to, or under 40 to over 60 Well, I guess you get the point. Money's been made. Don't get greedy and go piling into them now. And two, we've seen housing come off the boil lately. The University of Michigan survey of consumer sentiment on the buying conditions for houses, well, it made for pretty grim reading a few weeks ago. And we've seen a nosedive in mortgage applications for new homes because of rising mortgage rates. So, you have a key loan category of bank loans, mortgages are probably in for a rough summer. If it was just the mortgage demand that was waning, I probably weren't, wouldn't worry too much. But you're also seeing load demand across a lot of categories starting to trail off. I love the banks. I don't want to be heavily overweighted uh, as I have been at this point since... Since I was just talking about housing and mortgages, let me spend a minute or two on home, uh, the home improvement retailers. Have, you know, people like Lowe's and Home Depot, Depot in particular. I had someone ask me about them over the weekend. They were among the lucky ones that were allowed to keep their doors open during the pandemic. And as a result, they benefited from the lockdown as people used those stimulus checks and plenty of spare time to do some work around the house. Now that the other retailers have opened their doors, it's hard to be outright bullish on Lowe's or Home Depot. I think they've had a lot of demand pull forward, and there probably isn't a whole lot of upside from here. Now, both are quality businesses with great balance sheets, but they look fully valued to me. Seems like I've spent too much time on what I'm, en <laughs> what I'm not enamored with as opposed to what I do like. As I mentioned earlier, I think the energy and the industrial names are going to continue to perform. On the last show, I talked about uh, both the drug stocks, names like Johnson & Johnson, symbol J&J, &J, and Merck, symbol MRK. Uh, I like those two. And the biotechs with names like Regeneron, symbol REGN, under $500. I like that a lot. The show before that, I talked about Archer Daniels Midland, symbol ADM. I think that's an $80 stock that's selling around $67. And when I say an $80 stock, I mean, that's my price target for it over the next year. And we'll see if that happens. I'm also looking at a couple of new industrial names, and I'll let you know, so let you know on those. Okay, so I've run out of time. If we can answer any of your questions, please let us know. The number is 301-770-5234. Once again, it's 301 Seven seven zero five two three four. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow them. I'm Eric Whiteman, and this has been Common Sense Investing.
listen to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talk about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and are not necessarily those of the XML Financial Group. I typically own and trade the securities I'm discussing, both personally and for my clients, but not all of them. Likewise, employees of XML and our affiliate broker-dealer may be trading and providing advice regarding the securities I mentioned to their clients as well. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, you should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I suggest you get someone who's qualified in those areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. I like to make projections and other forward-looking statements, which are just that, opinions, and are not actual results and are only valid as of the date of this recording. Things change constantly. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.